Welcome to Revive Family, parenting in the 21st century with researcher, author, lecturer, counselor, and coach Jeff Schott. There are many and varied issues that parents face in raising kids. Sometimes it's smooth sailing. More often, there's a disconnect between parents and kids. Jeff, what's a topic of concern that you, the counselor, take away from family sessions? Well, the shocking perspective difference that I find between parents and their kids. And I've been blessed to interact with many families around the country, and we have a family with us today, the Vratininas. And I kind of wanted to start there in asking the question is, you know, as we've been working together and you've gotten to familiar with YTN, what's been most surprising about the perspective difference that you've seen between the perspective you have versus the perspective your kids have? That's a good question, Jeff. Um, it's been a uh, an eye-opening experience, I guess, from from my perspective. Um, you know, you you go along. No one, you know, gave us a, a handbook on how to be a parent, so we kind of parented as we had been parented. And uh, you know, the things that you were doing in trying to nurture and grow your child, there's a there are a lot of cases as a disconnect. The message that you're trying to send versus how it's received, it's like two ships passing in the night. And, and, you know, and you wouldn't think so. You, you know, literally you, you would say, you know, wait a minute. How could that not be connected the way it was supposed to be connected? Right. Lisa, what, what are your thoughts? Well, the same thing. It's, um, so many things have changed in the world from when we were kids. And we feel we turned out all right. You know, we say, okay, this this wasn't that great in high school, but I learned to overcome. I learned to conquer. And you come up with these solutions that and these coping mechanisms that have really benefited you through your life. And you want to take your child and just give them that already baked, already done, and you just want to like unzip their little head and put that in there and send them out, not realizing that they've come in with their own stuff. They're in a whole different electronic era, and it's not the same. It's not the same that you were raised in. So some of these things just aren't clicking like you would think they would click. You want to protect them. You want them to avoid as much pain as possible while still learning their own lessons. And it just doesn't work. So if it doesn't work, coming back to you, Lisa, um, what do you need to do differently as a parent? What have you been coming to understand related to this perspective difference? The first thing I think I've come to the realization is kids are people. And that sounds really lame, but it's they're people and they have their own ways of processing it and it's not going to be your own and they're going to like my husband said interpret things different and own it different and with what's happening out there a lot of that turns very twisted and negative and i wasn't prepared for that that was very shocking for me and um like again my husband said the good messages that you're sending are not necessarily being received that way with very dire consequences sometimes. 
something that will just blow a parent's mind how what they said and what they did will affect their child in such a negative way. Okay. And I found that, you know, coaching parents across the country, um, when I sit and talk with the parents and then I sit and talk with the kids, the perspective difference on what's going on in the home is is night and day. And it always surprises me, even though I do it all the time. What was maybe the most surprising thing for you, Jeff, as we started to get the kids to to share their perspective with you? What was one of the things that might have surprised you the most? Um, you know, I think a lot of it goes around with the the high use of social media and the technology today that the kids use, um, where you know. They kind of are turning to that, the, the social environment and getting the perspective of, you know, their peers versus getting and taking and adopting the perspective of their parent who loves them and wants to, as, a, as Lisa said, wants to help them avoid the painful lessons and learn them when they're nice and small and easy. Um, you know, so it's, it, it, it's that high usage of the the social world that they live in with the with the technology just kind of blew me away okay and then in your own home i know that was one of the concerns you had you know when you when you heard from your own kids why they were maybe disappearing into their room and on social media what what did you what surprised you in that why in the world would they want to escape such wisdom that we wanted to share with them? I guess that was the biggest, <laughs> the biggest thing that I'm sitting there scratching my head. It's like, you know, this isn't that difficult. I'm trying to help. And why are you don't, why don't you want my help? Okay. Uh, in all honesty, that would probably be the, the, okay. the biggest aha that they really didn't want that wisdom. Okay. And I found it's oftentimes because of the way we tend to want to share the wisdom is if we'll come in and ask questions and, and help them process their situation and then give little trinkets of wisdom as opposed to the downloads. We tend to like to deliver as parents. Um, I know that that's one of the reasons I've seen so many kids disappearing into their rooms and the parents get frustrated with they're never out. They're never with us. And I know that was a concern for you, Lisa. What have you come to realize through all of that? My communication with my children that I thought was so detailed and so relevant was not getting through because I wasn't connecting with them in a question-like manner. When I got with you, Jeff, and you started coaching us as parents, you taught us to listen and to ask questions. It was one of the most difficult things as a parent I had to do because I, we're older parents and I got a lot of experience, a lot of wisdom, and I figured it out And for me. And I thought I could just transpose that into my children by stories and, you know, situational things. Well, this is how I handled it. This is what happened. And, you know, the, the thing that blew me away is when my little 10-year-old told me, he goes, Mom, you were born in the 1900s. And that just, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I guess I was, but it's still all right. You know, this, this is relevant. Without asking the questions, and when I started asking those questions, especially to my daughter, my 14-year-old daughter, some of the things that came back, I, it left me speechless because 
then I knew that I wasn't, I wasn't nurturing the way she needed to be nurtured. I was parenting the way it made me feel good, not what she needed. And I've been trying to flip that around. It's been the most difficult but most powerful thing that I've been working on. And I'm still not there because I'll go in and blah, blah, blah. blah. <laughs> and she'll just roll her eyes out. Oh, wait. And I own that. That's not my child's fault. It's mine. Even after all my research, you know, I still can find myself slipping into that. I know best. I have all the wisdom. You don't know anything kind of mindset. And the second I go there, every single time with my kids, I can actually now, because of the relationship we have, watch them kind of shrivel. They kind of almost deflate. And and sometimes they'll go, Dad. And it's like, you know, my daughter's especially dad. And I'll go, oh, no, I, I did it again, didn't I? And that that whole thought process of my, you said it earlier, my kid's a person. And one of the things I see as really challenging as parents is that we've handed these little kids and we see them physically grow, but we don't necessarily recognize their mental growth and their ability to begin thinking for themselves or begin to question things, begin to sense those hurts and those, um, you know, the, that perspective difference between they and their parents. And yet we don't provide that venue where they can bring those things up. Um, if you could go back in time, Jeff, and start all over again as a parent, back when your daughter was two or three years old, what would you do differently? Well, it's interesting because in, in following up with what, what Lisa was saying, and, and it's almost embarrassing because here I was the owner of a large sales organization, and I taught salespeople how to sell by asking questions of their customer and helping that customer come to the right conclusion that we provided the right product and service. And I couldn't do it with my kids. So the key is, is that, you know, for those out there that are listening, it is learning to be able to help your child come to the conclusion that you're hoping that they get to, okay, by asking them questions and helping them use their mind and not be in that role of, you know, again, when they're two, three years old and they're about to run out in the street, you grab them and yank them back realizing that, you know, when they're becoming and they're transitioning into the young adults, the teens, the preteens, that, you know, our role is there to to help them come to the, their own conclusions. And hopefully those conclusions are in line with the values to help them achieve their successes down the road. You're listening to Revive Family, Parenting in the 21st Century with Jeff Schott. More in a moment. Resentment is a disease that will eat you up from the inside. Dr. Robert Enright, UW-Madison professor and forgiveness researcher, says forgiveness can help cure you. If someone has wronged you, as soon as they're inside your head and your heart, they've won. Forgiveness can remove the resentment and cleanse your head and your heart. Dr. Enright founded the International Forgiveness Institute, and it's doing miraculous work around the world. Learn about forgiveness and forgiveness therapy at internationalforgiveness.com. Going, going, gone is a reference to someone departing the faith. Now you see them, now you don't. Going, going, gone is a book by researcher, counselor, and parenting coach Jeff Schott that explores the reasons more than 2,000 kids told him their faith was waning. You may not be aware that 70% of the kids raised in the church leave the faith. If you have an 8-year-old, a middle schooler, or a teen, this book is a must-read. 
Buy the book Going, Going, Gone at revivefamily.com slash radio. That's revivefamily.com slash radio. Do you want your kids to keep the faith? Most parents do. Would you be surprised to learn that 70% of young adults today are not continuing in the faith in which they were raised? At that rate, most mainline American churches can't survive. Researcher, counselor, and coach Jeff Schott has had conversations with more than 2,000 Christian kids about their faith and the churches they were brought up in. Jeff wrote the book Going, Going, Gone, which tells the story of faith loss among young adults. At Jeff's website, revivefamily.com, you'll get an understanding of their perspective on faith and why they're heading for the exits. Jeff Schott is the host of Parenting in the 21st Century and has been researching the lifestyles and behaviors of kids and their parents for two decades. RevivFamily.com features his research studies, CDs, DVDs, books, and more. Visit RevivFamily.com on your way to becoming a wiser, better parent. Continuing with Revive Family Parenting in the 21st Century with Jeff Schott about lessons learned, about new insights gained from family coaching sessions. In thinking back to when Sarah was two, three years old, and you had this amazing baby, you thought you're an adoptive mom, you weren't ever sure you were really going to be a mom, and all of a sudden you are, and you're so excited. And you charge in, you know, with all of that wisdom that we parents have, right? Yes. If you could go back and do things differently, what would you do differently, even when they're two and three years old? Well, I think... Patience as a mom, priorities, and really rethinking and setting my expectation as a mom would be the first thing. I would sit down and have a real good look at myself and realize that with kids, days are long, but years are short. And when I was going through with my children, when they were little, I was just playing whack-a-mole. I would do one thing to the other to the other, and I didn't realize I needed to take time and stop listen to them, ask them, listen to changes that might be happening. And so many things that I put as a priority that really looked good to outside, that I was parenting well from the people outside looking in. You know, the kids had the best clothes. They were going to the right parties. They were going to the right jump houses and all this stuff. I would really concentrate on developing a real good relationship on Honesty and question asking and communication with those kids at the youngest age possible to see what was in there. I mean, if I could do it again, three years old is when they're talking, how do you feel? How does that make you feel? And then validating that. Because the other mistake I think I really made was, again, trying to correct it before I validated it. When my daughter was hurting, I'd come in with a solution instead of sitting with her and feeling with her and trying to understand her. I just, because I knew the solution. And I'd just come in like gangbusters. And that really forced my daughter into a very um, bad situation with me. And it hurt her. And if I could take it back, I would, but I can't. So maybe somebody listening will just slow down and look at themselves and what they do and how it impacts their child because it all impacts it. In some of the counseling sessions we've had, Jeff, things have come up that she remembered and it. I'm like, 
I did that to you? Oh, gosh, I am so sorry. So now here, I'm trying to make up time by sitting in with her pain and doing all this and trying to do makeup where we should have already had that communication style. I should have already been sitting with her, watching her grow and coming into her own conclusions. If I would have had this training before, I would have done it that way. I think that's really valuable to consider is one of the challenges I've seen working with families across the country is that we we get into a one-way communication cycle where it's us to our kids and they don't feel the freedom, the safety to bring up the things that we've done that have hurt them at that point in time. Yes. And because of that, they can't process it, they can't release it, and it kind of piles up in there over the years. And all of a sudden, you get a kid who may have a completely shut down heart, who is just trying to figure out how to be okay with themselves because they haven't been able to discuss and process these things along the way. But, and I will say, they are trying and they usually do a pretty good job. So as a parent, you miss the cues. They're stuffing it and stuffing it and they're still pleasing you and pleasing you. And you're just going along and it gets to a point where you get to a crisis like we have got to, and it will shatter everything. You will quit jobs. You will sell your house and move like we did to downsize, to get rid of a lot of stuff. So you're going to pay. You're going to put the time in, either now or later. So if there's any wisdom that your radio audience can glean from this, take the time along the way because you will pay. You will put in the time. It's just a matter of when. And how. And how. And it's very painful at the end. Along the way, it would have been a lot better. Good. So as you think about this journey with YTN, attending a seminar, getting involved, you know, serving on the board, um, and then ultimately saying, wow, you know, maybe we missed even some of that along the way. And then looking at coaching, how has coaching been valuable as a parent for you, Jeff? You know, I think that, that, you know, my involvement, when I first heard your message, probably, what, seven years ago, um, when we were out here in Durango and, you know, said to myself, this is an amazing approach. This is an amazing message. I've never heard this before. Um, I need to help Jeff get this information out to the rest of the world to, to help them. Um, not realizing that I was the one that was actually going to pay the price down the road and needed the help at that point in time. So, you know, YTN provides a lot of very helpful information. Um, individual coaching <laughs> personalizes it, brings it right in, right into what you're dealing with on a day-to-day basis. So, you know, it's uh, the coaching element, what you've done and as far as helping our family, you know, be able to look back and see where we created problems and how we can have a resolution process to try to work through those in hindsight and be able to move forward in a positive direction has been, you know, incredibly helpful. I don't know if, if that, uh, if I was smart enough to be able to figure all that out, if I would have dove into the YTN material and tried to do it myself, but I can assure you, you know, doing it one-on-one 
and with you, Jeff, and, and seeing how you've been able to help us. And again, just understand how to talk to your children, you know, ask questions to be able to help them process and us process rather than, you know, thinking that we're the wise old men that uh, <laughs> know all the answers and they just need to listen and, you know, come out of their room and, and just play along. Right. So. Well, unfortunately, they do do a lot of playing along from my research where yeah. they play along and they can put on an act and you can think everything's going great with your kid. And you guys thought that. I think, you know, you've got a daughter who's a straight A student and, you know, was popular and had all these things going. And on the surface, in the way she was interacting with you, everything seemed okay. Was that one of the biggest surprises for you, Lisa? It was perfect. It was perfect. I was achieving what my goal was because I'm a stay-at-home mom. That was by choice. I quit my job when I we had um, the kids, and I wanted to have the perfect family, and it was until she really shared her heart with the help of you, Jeff, because when she really started sharing her heart, mine broke. I said, I, I, I thought we were close. I thought I really knew her because we, we'd talk, we'd laugh, we'd go places together. We spent so much time together that from the outside... It was perfect, but was I wasn't asking the questions. I wasn't digging deep. And I think with the coaching, I now examine everything, and I wait one or two seconds before I speak because I know I'm going to have to be accountable down the road to not only my kid but to you, Jeff, and say, you know, <laughs> this <laughs> happened and this is how I reacted. So you know, there's an accountability part of it. That has been so powerful in me, and it has really made me self-aware. And I think parents try to fix their kids when they really need to look at themselves, because the kids really are doing pretty darn good. And that's what I found out with my daughter. She's amazing. My son, amazing. And they had stuff going on, and they were handling things well. But I wasn't. I was I was just being... Uh, I was just disconnected, and I didn't even know what I thought I was connected. And um, I just thought I was a better person than that, and I wasn't. So there was a lot of humility. There was a lot of looking in the mirror. There was a lot of, you know, just saying, what are you doing? This is, this is how you're going to ch- touch the future. You are going to talk about, you, you know, I, I tell stories about grandma and grandpa and the things they did, good and bad. I said, these children are going to talk about me. What are, what are they going to say? Oh, that was a reality check, you know? Uh, so I really have to look at myself and I keep looking at myself. And when I do the right thing, they really are pretty spectacular. That's what I found. That blew me away. Okay. I mean, I think one of the challenges as parents is we get so focused on behavior. Oh, Yes. <laughs> you know, and and so much of what we are taught and hear is about behavior modification. Mm-hmm. It's basically Pavlov's dog. You know, if if they do this, you do that, and that teaches them not to do this, and everything works, uh, supposedly. Um, one of the things that shocked me in the research and then taking that back into my own home is that I found it wasn't working. It wasn't working at all because – 
I didn't have to take the time to listen and understand my kid's perspective. Well, this is, I was listening, but I was listening to the wrong things. I was listening to my neighbors, my mother, um, different people that would look into my house, really not a clue what's going on, but it looked really good. And if I started, the one thing I'm going to caution, when I started to change after hearing your message, Jeff, and saying, you know, I I don't think it's a real good idea to just take the cell phone away all the time as a punishment. Maybe, you know, let's dig dig a little deeper. The backlash I got from other parents was, uh, you know, I was just off the off the charts. You mean you don't? Do, they've got to know who's boss, Lisa. You better do this and do that. And there was a battle from the outside that I was fighting while I was trying to change on the inside. And and again, I wasn't working. This was my full time job to just figure out this mother thing. And it is so incredibly important that. I think people have to get prepared be- even before they think of having families. They need to start knowing about what to do and how to do it and how it's going to impact you because it's huge. But I was listening to the wrong voices when I should have been listening to my children. I was listening to the judges and the neighbors uh, you know, that were just looking in and judging me, and they all thought I was crazy. That's it for this edition of Revive Family, Parenting in the 21st Century with Jeff Schott. We'll return again next week with another program designed to help you become a wiser, better parent. Parenting in the 21st Century is produced in association with Faith Radio. Jeff Schott is a pastoral counselor and coach. He is not a licensed healthcare professional. What you've heard is not a substitute for seeking professional medical or psychological support.